Prospects Nation, Marcus Burnett, joined by the man with the plan, Brandon Clay, uh, as we give you this weekend review podcast. This is a loaded one right here, B. Clay. This is for the fam. Shots out to Kyle Moore. <laughs> he, did, he did a great job with this one, man. Yeah, he came to the table with the, the pen and the pad and, and, and got it done on this one. And honestly, this time of year with so much movement in the 2014 class and, and even looking ahead to the 15 classes, we want a minute. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot to talk about. First off, let's talk about uh, Wake Forest and two of their most recent commits in the form of Taylor Gordon and Amber Campbell. Not sure if I want to race either one of these ladies, especially not the latter. No, nah, I, I want no parts of that foot race, man. I want no parts of that shooting contest or trying to finish with contact the way those two do. Jen Hoover's done a great job. She actually was a star player at Wake Forest. So back at her alma mater now, leading the, the ship and has kind of got it going, as you can tell, with two kids that are elite 150 kids, both in the top 100 of that along with Nicole Floyd from Virginia, who's been locked in now for a while. And they've addressed multiple needs. You know, they've got a scoring guard in Campbell, uh, a wing forward in Gordon, and a power forward in Floyd. They've really done a great job and even gotten in ahead to 15 and 16 for some prospects. We talked about that earlier in the spring. They really have come in very quickly and established themselves as a program and a force to be reckoned with on the recruiting trail in the ACC. Talented conference there. Wake Forest definitely equipped uh, to contend there. Uh, Brianna Frazier to Maryland. Your thoughts? Well, and that's a team that's in the ACC now, but will be leaving. You know, you go to the Big Ten after the conclusion of this season. Frazier is a, a great pickup for Maryland and early, a 2015 kid. So already to get that type of commitment, you know, that that's an elite 60 prospect in our rankings and very well could finish in the top 30, 40 in her class nationally, which means more importantly that she's one of the six or seven best post players in her class in the country. So for a group in Maryland that has a national title on the resume, Brenda Fries has consistently gotten it done. They got the great 13 class spearheaded by Lexi Brown, who is from Noquinet High School. To get this type of kid in Frazier means not only are we here to stay, but even as we change conferences, we're going to continue to get better. So look for them to continue to do big things, both this year in the ACC and beyond in the Big Ten. And Brianna Frazier is a big reason why. And I know it varies depending on your personnel, Brandon, but generally speaking, what does a move from the ACC to the Big Ten mean in terms of style of play and things of that nature? You know, I, I think before all the conference realignment stuff happened about three years ago, Marcus, that the ACC would have been seen as a more athletic league. Same thing with the SEC in terms of the way the game is played. The Big Ten more methodical, a little bit slower paced, more of a half-court set. And, and maybe some of that will still hold true. But what I see happening is the game becoming very universal. You know, you look at if it's Maryland moving to the Big Ten or, you know, Utah going to the Pac-12. Like, there's a, so much movement West Virginia going into the Big 12 that has really changed the way those conferences look in the layout that I don't know within seven to ten years that we're going to be able to have those generalities about any specific conference. It's just going to be good basketball. So whether you're in the Big 10, ACC, Pac-12, SEC, whatever, you're going to have to be able to strap up and play with multiple players who can play multiple styles of basketball to get wins. Now we talked about how, how meek our, our chances will look at a foot race or having to play against Taylor Gordon uh, or Campbell. 
I think those chances are even worse against Nashima Oliver out of Cordell, Georgia, as it relates to the post, Brandon. Talk hey, Joker's <laughs> so strong. I mean, you try to fight around her, and she's able to pin you and turn it and just really keep you at bay. She's just so much stronger, man. Most definitely. She's headed to Georgia. Hey, they're doing some good things between and outside of the hedges mm -hmm. down there in Athens. You know, give us a good synopsis of the additions outside of just Oliver. Well, Oliver... That's another kid that is firmly entrenched in the Elite 150. Actually, they're in the mid-30s. Mackenzie Ingram from in-state. Oliver's from Cordell. Mackenzie Ingram from the Powder Springs area. Both of them are in-state prospects, both inside the top 40. Jasmine Carter's inside the Elite 150, another kid from inside the state of Georgia. And then you got Haley Clark from Orlando, Florida, who was right there in the mix and in the discussion to be a part of that group as well. So now they've got four kids legitimately four possible four-star prospects and it's as good and solid as a class I think for Andy Landers and his staff especially if they can close it down with maybe one more since maybe 09 you know when you talk about the class that they had that just departed with Jasmine James and Jasmine Hassel and Anne-Marie Armstrong Hassel and James have spent the majority of the season inside the WNBA and Armstrong made it down to the final cut with the Atlanta Dream, actually spent some time on the roster before they brought Ruth Riley in. So this is as good of a class as they've had since then in terms of the depth. Kind of mirrors that 2012 class, though Ingram and Oliver might be a little bit more impactful than anybody they brought in in that 12 class. So it, it will be interesting to see how it all plays out, but Andy Landers and his staff have definitely done a good job of getting that quality depth that you need to compete. Once again, whether it's the SEC or any other power conference at this point, you need that depth and you need some different pieces and they've addressed those needs. Kiana Harris, uh, no, uh, no pun intended, has made her decision <laughs> and she's gonna take her talents to South Beach, uh, <laughs> AKA Miami. Talk about that, B. Clay. Well, she's an in-state prospect, you know, number 181, excuse me, in the Elite 150. And her ability to create some matchup problems, you know, kind of project her as a kid who could play either forward position, but matchup-wise, especially the way that Katie Meyer and her group like to play, she probably is more Morgan Stroman than a Shanice Johnson who handled the basketball a lot on the perimeter, where Stroman did the majority of her damage in the mid-range between 15 to 17, defensively can get her hand up, deflect passes, be really active in the press game, be really active in the half-court zone game at the top or on the back or on the wing. She just brings a lot of diversity, even watching her this summer like we did at Battle on the Borough, be active and make plays. So it will be interesting to see how they decide to utilize her in Miami, but that's kind of what we see. And she's a, a talented prospect, played for a summer team there. So we're, we're excited to, to see what she does at the next level, but that's our projection for sure, and it's a great gift for Katie Meyer and her staff. Let's go around the rim, number 69 in the Elite 100, Asia Robeson to Auburn. That's a great get. You know, if you look at, at Terry Williams and her staff as they really get this thing rolling down there in Auburn, they've gotten a lot of kids and just a lot of quality. You know, we talked about the depth a minute ago for Georgia, but especially in the case of an Auburn, what she liked to do at Georgetown was be able to play a lot of bodies, play fast, press on everything, and really try to speed the game up on you, wear you down. But in order to do that, you have to have enough bodies where you don't get worn down in the process. So to be able to get a kid like Roberson, who to date is the highest ranked recruit that they've gotten 
in the first two classes, whether it be 2013 or 14, they had another elite 100 caliber kid in Katie Ferking last year. So now they've got a couple of kids and they're continuing to get better and better on the roster as they get deeper at the same time. So anytime you can score a 6'4 legitimate length kid from out of Michigan, different region, it shows you the kind of reach and impact you're having with your recruiting. Next up, Wade to St. John's. Well, that's a kid that just cracked into the 100 inside of the Elite 150, had a good showing at the Breakdown Classic there in December, uh, can bring energy, can be rebounding, you know, kind of that combo forward, maybe not as athletic as Harris in terms of getting right up off the ground, but is going to be able to bring the ability to score it some and do some other things with the basketball on her hands. And I don't think it's a reach to see her really be a primary fourth ball handler during the course of her career. Be interesting to see how things play out for Wade there at St. John's, but I think it's a great gift for both sides. Breon Yui to Towson. One of my favorite kids on the circuit, uh, D.C. Cobra's kid, Henry Anglin, has been on the circuit for a long time now. Really can play the point. She's going to be a good get. That's a kid that could walk into Townsend and maybe start for four years. Um, close to home, you know, all the different ties that she has to that area. It doesn't surprise me at all to see this go down, and I think it's a, a good deal for both sides. She'll have a chance, like I said, to walk in day one, be an impact kid there with that program, and really demand the basketball at the point guard spot. And last but not least, three-star prospect Katie Powell to Arkansas. A big shout-out to Chad Pittman on this one. That's her high school coach at Duluth High School. Powell was down to TCU, Arkansas, Tulane, visited TCU, visited Arkansas, and then just decided she wanted to go ahead and, and be done and, and called it a day. That's a kid that when she's dialed in can shoot it out to 24, 25 feet continuing to commit to being able to rebound, defend the ball. And she's really grown her game. I remember sitting with Jonathan Hemingway at our first holiday invitational watching her play. And where she is now, overall skill-wise, is a long way from where she is then. So it would be neat to see her continue to grow and watch her in her career in Arkansas. Boy, what a week. Uh, that'll do <laughs> it for this week in review uh, here on Prospects Nation. We'll catch you back here next time.